Welcome to this week's throwback episode. I'm so excited to have you along. This is Across the Bifrost, the Mighty Thor podcast, where each and every episode we explore the world of Marvel's Mighty Thor. I am your host, Ryan Doze, and I am so happy to have you aboard today. I am joined on the throwback series today by a returning guest. Eric Bennett is back. He's back to talk about the latest issue of Thor in our series. So, Eric, welcome back to the show, man. How's it going? Good. Happy to be here. Uh, for those of you that uh, maybe don't recall, Eric joined us for the first appearance of the dreaded Destroyer a few months back, and uh, he just couldn't get enough of old Thor comics, so he decided to come on back. He accepted my invite, and so glad to have a co-pilot on uh, today's today's adventure into mystery. Oh, absolutely. Like I said, these issues are foundational. So, you know, they might be a little tough to get through, but you need to know where we've been to know where we're going. Exactly. The, I mean, the whole reason we do throwback is to look through the entire history of Thor, because like Eric just said there, these are the, the foundational building blocks of any anything and everything that came after it. So today we are actually going to conclude a storyline that we've been talking about for a few weeks now. It is the story of Thor and the Absorbing Man, Loki and Odin. We're finally in Asgard and we're going to conclude this story today in Journey into Mystery number 123. This issue is entitled While a Universe Trembles. So some of that great uh, Silver Age hyperbole there, just in the title. As we do on every episode, I want to give you a synopsis, and then I will tell you who was on the creative team in, in the way that only Stanley could write uh, the roster. So the synopsis goes something like this. It says that Loki has earned Odin's scepter after the absorbing man bests the Allfather. So at the end of last issue, we saw that the Absorbing Man had taken into himself all of the Odin force that Odin had tried to shoot at him. And we left on a cliffhanger that was a, kind of a, at least a curiosity. I was like, okay, how is Thor going to get out of this? Eric, did you read issue 122? I did. I did. It, it, it was a good ending. Definitely a cliffhanger. Yeah. And because uh, the Odin force really hasn't been utilized really to any great effect just just at this point in the Silver Age. So we're finally getting to see what Odin's power level is, which is kind of nice because those of you that maybe are modern fans or you know Odin from the movies, like, oh, he's he's no one to joke with. The uh, the roster for this issue is just it, it, it's it gets me every time uh, how this is put down. It's fantasy to dazzle thy senses, written by Stan Lee. Drama to quicken thy pulse, illustrated by Jack Kirby. Beauty to nourish thine eyes, embellished by Vince Coletta. Balloons to compound to compound thy confusion, lettered by Artie Simic. Those those always get me, Eric. 
They always get as, as a letterer, that always kind of makes me roll my eyes. It's like, oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, as a letterer, you're probably like, every time Artie gets kind of a joke thrown at him, you're like, hey, come on, man. I know, right? It's like, all right, come on, man. <laughs> we we letterers do our do our job well. We're the last line of defense. <laughs> right. <laughs> the uh, like we said, last issue had a cliffhanger, and we jump back into the story where uh, Harris Hobbs and Thor have they've gotten to Asgard, and they jump into Asgard, and all all the soldiers are in a complete um, confusion. They've been fighting against the absorbing man to keep him from getting to Odin. And Odin and the Absorber Men are having their conflict. Thor shows up to see if he can help out in any way. And Odin kind of plays this waiting game where he's waiting for the Absorber Men and Loki to, in, in a weird way, pit themselves against each other because they both think that they're worthy of Odin's scepter of power. Uh, which we find out in the conclusion of the battle was not really the device that originated Odin's power at all. It was right. almost a way for Odin to mess with people again. Odin is always messing with people. It's like, well, he's constantly up until this point, it's always like, you know, behold my scepter and, you know, the scepter of power will do this and the Imperial scepter that, and he <laughs> makes it seem like that's the source of his power, you know? And this kind of a kind of a bait and switch, like, oh, exactly. you, you you thought you had it all all figured out, and then he just sends the the really last sight we see of Loki and uh, the absorbing man in the issue is we see them flying off through space, uh, through freezing cold environments, and through uh, you know uh, the stars and planets, and he's they're gonna go as far as they until they stop their desire for odin's power they're just going to keep on flying so they're kind of out of the picture thor really doesn't factor into the results of this issue that's one thing i found kind of surprising it's it's odin playing a trick not necessarily thor fighting a, a battle well something that always sort of uh I, I don't know if a lot of people know it but in all honesty, I mean, you just think that, like, you know, Odin, noble ruler of Asgard, king of the gods, would have more in common with Thor. But when you read the actual mythology, Odin has a lot more in common with Loki. Odin's yeah. a trickster. Odin goes out in disguise. Odin's always messing with people. So you can see where Loki gets it from. It definitely runs in the family. It he, does. It he may does. not have gotten it by blood, but it's kind of like, well, we're, we're both fathers. So it's like... People, the, your your kids will pick up a lot of your activity, and that's how they'll learn it. It's the uh, uh, kind of we tell them like, do as I say, not as I do. But most kids will yes. do as you do, and maybe not as you say. Odin is definitely that that influence on Loki. Where it's like, well, you get to do it. You get to use magic this way. Why why don't I get to? Oh, it's bad when I do it, but when right. you do it, it okay. I see where we're going here. And then, like you said, Odin just basically waits for Loki to to overreach because he knows that he will. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and he he's every time Thor is like, Father, now, Father, you know, I, I will I will avenge you. Your, your regal honor must not be imposed upon. And he's like, just hold on, hold on, wait, that you know, just be patient. Yeah. Uh, in yeah. fact, in, on one panel he says, Hold, mighty Thor, let the drama be played out. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> and, you know, he's right. The drama is played out when Loki thinks that he's now the ruler of Asgard because he holds the scepter, but the absorbing man will have none of it because he realizes all the power that he could have now. So the two obviously start fighting and bickering. Right. Father, say the word. Let me humble him forever. Not yet, my son. <laughs> you got a great Odin voice, by the way. <laughs> great Odin beard. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Maybe if Sir Anthony Hopkins can't make it, ha like if he if he wants to come back for a flashback, maybe you could like be a stand-in or be like a, <laughs> like a stunt double. Um, yeah. The 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 main conflict between Odin and the Absorbing Man. I don't know if you picked up on this, but one of the things that I've really loved about the Absorbing Man is the way he talks. It's so great. He is such a ham. He calls Odin whiskers and he, he calls him a flea and he says, this will be your swan song, you know, swan song, whisper, whiskers. I love how sassy he is because he has no idea who Odin is. Well, no he has idea. absolutely no respect for anybody. I, I mean, he's, he's in this magical world and he's just like, okay, it seems weird, but, you know, power, give me more power. Yeah, can, I mean, you know, converse that earlier with harris hobbs or that's yeah. his name right I, I forget yes it is when he gets to asgard he's awestruck exactly like he's almost speechless you know and the yes. absorbing man's like you know ah come on bozo you know <laughs> <laughs> he's he's talking down to all of these warriors and and besting most of them um right. and i i really did like that they in these appearances of crusher creel in these early silver age ones they're really trying to establish a villain that can recur and still feel like a threat because thor and odin and uh the people that he's opposing have to come up with these different creative ways to get rid of him because his power is so unique and his oh, power absolutely. is they really test the limits of his power uh because he just kind of has this plot device built into him that feels like Stan and Jack could really just do almost anything with him. Mm -hmm. That's exciting he, when you see a villain. The Absorbing Man is a fantastic villain. I mean, he always is because it's like you said, how do you fight somebody who literally turns into whatever you attack him with? Yeah. You know, and, and especially like last issue in the beginning of this one, we saw that he could, he could take on the, the powers of, of Odin himself once he was hit with them like mm. okay and and Odin of course came up with a way to defeat him at the end where he sends him off uh and you know that got rid of him for for the time being uh but that that kind of concludes the a plot of of the main story but there's a a, a b plot that kind of comes out of nowhere and it connects mm. to a thing that had been dropped and dropped in quite literally in a story earlier where we we go back to the, the jungles of asia and we find out what happened to that last norn stone that thor uh un, unbeknownst to him he had dropped before he took the stones back to asgard a a local witch doctor who is uh trying to escape from uh these communist soldiers he picks it up and he's imbued with godlike power and he right. fights he fights back and he through realizing that the gods have given him this power he realizes of course i'm gonna try to take over the world with this so, i mean because it what would you do it, it even seems to to a certain degree that he might not be going that way in the beginning because he says begone evil ones your tyranny has ended it's yeah like, okay hey maybe he's you know 
Not nevermore shall you subjugate our people, enslave our land. There, there is a point where you're like, oh, could he be like a supporting ally? But then right. by the end, it's it's very clear like he's going to be one of the next big threats that Thor has back on yeah. Midgard. Um, Power corrupts. And and that kind of that's kind of the B plot, and we're going to pick up that story in the next few issues of Journey into Mystery. But then we, we come to our Tales of Asgard, the backup story in this, where we continue the journey of Thor and Loki as they're going through uh, the Sea of Fear. Uh, we get a great opening big panel of Odin. Isn't uh, that fantastic? I mean, just phenomenal. That like that is that, a beautiful picture. That panel is probably my favorite one in the whole book counting the main story i mean that the big regal pose that he's in the the yep. horns on the helmet the sword just a phenomenal a phenomenal uh piece of artwork gold armor yeah, yeah he he yeah. just he stands out so much and because of how because of it how it's drawn it almost like pops off the page at you it's it's just a phenomenal piece of artwork and I love the image on the next page too of the cloud that the battle in the clouds. I yes. mean, you can tell it's supposed to be Ragnarok. Yes, but I want to say that I've seen this kind of thing before, even from Jack. And I want to say that part of it was also with the new gods that he okay. did that same sort of thing. You know, but, well, and so what Eric is referring to, and we'll put this up on our social media so uh, you all can take a look at this. It's a giant dark cloud, but there's there's like swords and spears and warriors fighting within the clouds. And it's a mm. it's a really subtle, cool way of showing that conflict is coming to Asgard. Yeah, and, it's beautiful. Uh, we then flash back from, from we, we go from that, what Odin is seeing back in the, the realm eternal, to what is happening uh, in the in the sea of fear as the boat approaches the pillars of Utgard, Thor is, you know, he's still going to brave the challenge of the storm and they're going into the jaws of the dragon. That's the, the name of this tales of Asgard story. And Thor is taken out of the, out of the, the equation by the waves, but Balder is still on the, on the tip, the front of the boat with his, with his horn that he had set up a few issues ago he blows the horn and the entire structure of the jaws is it just impressively exploded in front mm -hmm. of them and uh, the last panel of the of the entire book is so good it's so good um but it's all i love the boulder save the day there yes like thor doesn't save the day he actually gets right. taken out of the conflict and boulder is the one that they have to thank for 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 not falling prey to the, the jaws of the dragon. But that, con that concludes uh, the issue. And we come to our final segment where we encourage you to either read this issue or leave this issue. Now I'll give you my recommendation. Eric will give you his recommendation and you can kind of just figure out what you want to do with it. We're, you know, totally uh, open uh, to you for your opinion on this issue but my opinion uh, is that you should go read this because it's the conclusion of a story that was being built over multiple issues and there's a lot of small little hints that stan and jack give their like 
the demon, the witch doctor that uses the Norn stone, and we know he's going to be a big deal coming up soon. And the Tales of Asgard story is so good. The Tales of Asgard story might be worth the price of admission alone. So the artwork is, as always, top notch. But I would go ahead and read this uh, for uh, for a completionist's sake to have the rest of the story that was started a few issues ago. But what about you, Eric? Would you read this or leave this? I would read it also. Um, For a lot of the reasons that you say, it's the concluding part of a story. So why would you not read it? Yeah. Um, There's a lot of good character moments. I mean, great development with Odin. Uh, Loki being so blatantly brazen in this (laughs) issue. Like, he's just like, you know what? I'm a win. Give it here. Give me the scepter. You know? Exactly. Trying to hide it. Uh, and and the the tales of Asgard back up alone, like you said, is uh, it's worth the price just yeah. for that. Um, yeah, yeah the, the tales of Asgard stories are really just so spectacular. Um, Agreed. So there you go, everybody. We both recommend that you should read this. So two recommendations mean like you have to go read this this weekend. This is this is going to be one of your weekend readings. You're going to go read Journey into Mystery one twenty three, and you're going to say, man. I was really happy that Ryan and Eric suggested this because it made my day that, or at least that's what we hope. So uh, that does it for our throwback today. I want to thank Eric for stopping by for this episode next week. We are going to be talking about the one, the only journey into mystery annual number one, the first appearance of Hercules. So that is going to be a lot of fun. We want you to check that out next week. Also, go check out our Patreon. We have new stuff coming out more routinely now. Every few weeks, I'm going to try and put something on there that I know you'll enjoy. If that is something that interests you, we will drop some links on our social media. And sooner or later, I will figure out how to drop links into our episode details and descriptions. That is going to be something you want to check out for a few dollars a month. You can join the Thor Corps and you can get all the bonus content that we have. It's all available to you the second you become a patron. So for myself, for Eric Bennett, I wish all of you that have joined us today aboard the Bifrost, friends of the podcast, sojourners aboard the Rainbow Bridge, I encourage you to stay worthy.